Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. This is episode 76, and I am Chris, and I am joined by my animated co-hosts. I am joined by Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hey there, Chris. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I've uh, just taken a little break, but I'm happy to be here and talking about what's going on in the animation world. Indeed. And Dan. Hello, Dan. Hi, Chris. Hi, everyone. And uh, uh, it's been a, a sort of a, a little while since we've we've had a few sort of gaps in in the podcast schedule. Sorry about that. Um, but things have been happening, and we do have plans, lots of plans for the future. So we're going to hopefully bring you lots of cool stuff coming down the pipe. But we're back this week, and it's going to be one of our general discussion episodes because there's been a lot going on. A lot going on in the animation world that we thought was worth discussing and catching up with. Um, yeah, lots of trailers and lots of uh, information of films coming down uh, in, out of production, or going into production specifically, I guess. So, what's uh, what's the first one, I guess, you want to talk about? Well, uh, obviously there's been a, a major trailer release this week of a film that we've all been anticipating and have discussed on the podcast several times and I know we're all very excited about and of course that is the Emoji Movie right? Yeah, right guys? I, yeah? Smiley face We're close but we're missing we might be missing the mark just a little bit I mean I saw the trailer it was very uh, colourful and uh, animation looked pretty nice but other than it's, it's a trailer that's for sure It certainly is a trailer for a movie apparently um that is coming out this summer uh yeah and the internet cast in it the internet went crazy yeah with meh faces and stuff yeah um <laughs> obviously i am i am joking it doesn't look that great to be honest we all know that but <laughs> at the same time yeah. people talk about it as if it's like the absolute nadir of culture and it's like oh this is the worst thing that there could ever possibly be and it's like is is it <laughs> it doesn't look yeah it doesn't look very interesting to me at all i don't want to watch it but it, it doesn't look to be honest that much worse than some other things i've seen like, on the news <laughs> no yeah it's, it's it's no it doesn't look like it's any uh norm of the north type stuff like that's to me, at least in recent years, that would—that's what I would define as like the nadir of like animated films that have come Look, out in the last couple of years. We're yeah, we're alive in 2017. Like we can handle this. Like, <laughs> I think so. Try I your worst. So. <laughs> try your worst emoji movie. It it just the thing is right. It just looks a bit lazy. Yeah, um, very, which good. which look, I mean, like uh, an emoji movie is going to be a little bit phoned in. And quite desperate. Oh, I see the pun there. <laughs> that oh, was unintended. No, I know. <laughs> that was, that was yeah, good that spot. Was beautiful, Dan. Um, yeah. I it's... don't even know I'm doing it. Yeah, it's obviously <laughs> it's obviously very nakedly commercial, and that's I think what people like throw throw their hands up. It's like, oh, this is so obvious. You know, it's basically what people thought when they heard the Lego Movie originally. Like, yeah. oh, terrible idea. It's so. Mm. just trying to sell toys and then I'm not saying it's going to be like the Lego movie obviously and, I but, highly doubt that but it's just 
you know, it's it's a movie made to make money, and it doesn't mm-hmm. look that inspiring at all. But you know, this is in the summer with, <laughs> I mean, we've just had Boss Baby come out, and uh, <laughs> we've got got um like Cars Free and Despicable Me Free, and that um Ferdinand movie. It's yeah, this mm-hmm. and Captain Underpants. It's it's not that radically different from a lot of the other studio fair coming out this year to be honest it's not at least this summer yeah it it doesn't i mean i have seen a couple of like movies lately where the trailers have completely misled me and they've been completely different to what's being sold and what's being sold here just doesn't just doesn't i i've never i don't think i've ever seen a movie that makes technology so boring <laughs> it's not like it's taken if anything, it's taken all the magic out of emojis for me. <laughs> the, I, I, I kind of, I like using emojis actually. I, I quite like them as, uh, you know, a bit of spice in, um, mm-hmm. in texts and tweets and winky and face. Like... Well, here's the thing, because it's <laughs> yeah. the whole purpose of them is really to kind of, you know, when you're talking over the phone or you're sending, uh, you know, messages to people. You know, obviously you're, you're writing down words, but people can't see, like, the emotional context behind what you're saying. So sometimes you could say one thing and it can be misconstrued into something, you know, meaning something else just because the fact that you, mm-hmm. the emotional undertone of what you're saying isn't really coming through the, the words. So that's what, you know, partially, partially what helps with emojis is the fact that, you know, they, you can add those to kind of give, like, okay, this is what I'm saying this is how I feel, or this is what I'm, you know, the, my kind of tone of voice when I'm while I'm saying it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it does. It just seems so the movie like... just kind of steamrolls on that. But it's got exactly the same plot as about fifty other kids' movies. It's like, oh, he's 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 not conforming to what he's supposed to be doing. He's he's a rebel. He's a rebel, but the whole but the problem with emojis is that it's it's like a multiple choice thing. Like mm. quite often, you I, I'm surprised at how many emojis there are for like types of sushi, but there mm-hmm. isn't one for I don't know a dinosaur or something. I don't think you know like mm. it's they're, they're a strange it's a strange committee that selects what emojis they're allowed to be. Mm-hmm. It's it's just sad to see Sir Patrick Stewart playing a cartoon poo. Really, um, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. And he was probably fine with that. It was probably like an afternoon for him, and he literally yeah. probably did phone it in. Uh, that's, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I t- I tell you what's funny though, uh, that um, I as I will as. You may know if you've read the website reviews recently. I watched the movie Sausage Party recently, and uh, I was was not a fan. But um, I also recently listened to a podcast where one of the voices who was in Sausage Party, Nick Kroll, was on on Adam Buxton podcast, and he was mm-hmm. talking about the character he played, who was called the douche, who is is a douche. You see, who um, is is the douche. And aha, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's what a douche was. I don't. I, I still, actually, I'm not. I'm not even. Know? I don't even know that I still do. 
uh, well, watched them. they're illegal in the UK apparently. So that's why I was confused as to what they were because I'd never seen one, no. and people don't talk about them because they don't really exist here. And I don't think many people order them online. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, but but just, what? Wow. Yeah, um, but he was talking about about his voice performance and how he he did like a um, I what is I can't remember how how they described the the performance that he did, but um, they said originally they were looking for a sort of Patrick Stewart sort or a um <laughs> or is a um a a, a um, Ian McKellen or someone like that and they were going to have the villain with a British accent but then they realised oh no no we are not making a Disney movie we're making a Pixar movie so that's wrong but it's like yeah but and then you see the uh, emoji movie where they you know they have the same thought like oh yes it's hilarious to have a poo with a British accent ah uh-huh, ha uh-huh. and it's like yes it was that that um that joke was too obvious for Sausage Party. <laughs> they put it in Emoji Movie. Yes. Wow. Huh. Interesting how this keep, this uh, type of humor just keeps going round. But this was supposed to just be an aside about the Emoji Movie. I can't believe we've talked about it for like ten minutes. Um, we were actually going to talk about the trailer we were excited about, and that is yes, Cartoon Saloon's Breadwinner, the Breadwinner, um, from Nora Toomey which is the uh, film set in Afghanistan, in Taliban-controlled Afghanistan, where a um, young girl, I think her name is Pavel, I think, um, is has to uh, basically, when her, her, her father gets arrested, she has to um, become the breadwinner of the family, So, and because of the um, rules in Afghanistan at that time, she had to disguise herself as a boy. Um, and it's the first... Uh, proper footage we've seen in the film and it looks so beautiful <laughs> it looks really well done I'm like I know I was already excited for the film but this is just it, it, it at this you know I can kind of get the idea of like you know you can see some of like the basis for other stuff that they've done before but it definitely has it's very unique like it, a, a look all to itself it, it looks it looks like a cartoon saloon film but mm-hmm. there's also um there's occasional sequences where the animation style change, and I think it's like um, maybe the character's father is telling the story, and the animation style changes for the story within yeah. the story. Um, kind of like uh, a picture book kind of uh, yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also there's also like um, you, you see like the um, the soldiers running around with guns and things, and you think, oh, this is going to be a very different type of cartoon saloon movie. <laughs> So like, yeah, like something we've never seen before from there. Well, for starters, they're mm. outside of Ireland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> less green, very much less green. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and we get to hear the we've had the voice cast for the same, first time and everything. Which, um, yeah, take take notice, um, Cooper and the Two Strings, where they actually cast people of the right. Background in the roles, it can be done. <laughs> it most certainly can be done. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be Disney to do it, because Cartoon Saloon can do it. So, <laughs> and this is apparently, hopefully, going to be released 
G Kids are planning to release it in the States uh, at like autumn time. Um, Alright, so sometime, sometime in the fall. Yes. Um, if it's anything like uh, the release of Song of the Sea, you've basically got some, a few screenings towards the end of the year in like big major Festivals. cities. Yeah. yeah. And then it's sort of most of its release was the next year. And I. I'm assuming UK release and Ireland release probably be next year. Uh, Studio Canal have the rights for that, um, so we'll probably have to wait. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they may be banking on an Oscar nomination, which, as we've discussed, maybe not going to happen because of those stupid rule changes. Um, but yeah. And it is what it is, but regardless, we finally have uh, actual footage from this movie, and it looks like it's going to be everything we were promised, or everything we were expecting it to be, in terms of visual presentation and style, and a compelling narrative. So that's, yeah, that's not something actually, we can take away. It didn't give a huge amount of the story away, which is good. I, I, I still have the sense that I'm going to go watch the movie to... Um, to find out more, obviously, about the story. I quite mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't try to pack too much in. It's just, it's very basic. Okay, this is the premise. Here are some of our characters. This is the, you know, different scenes of the, you know, visual presentation. So you have the the girl, and then you have those, uh, those like we mentioned, the parts where the story, you know, it seems like we're telling a story, and the visual presentation changes as a result of that. A bunch of different things, but it's not really, it doesn't really say what's, what's all happening and why things are happening. Mm-hmm. So it leaves us to find out when we actually go see the movie, which is good. This is what tra- trailer's supposed to do. So it's supposed to lay out the whole entire bit of the movie from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just a teaser, so they've still got a chance to, <laughs> to do a trailer that tells you absolutely everything, but hopefully they won't. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, um, slightly off topic, but tra- trailer-wise... What about you, Dark Crystal series coming to Netflix? Wait, you, what? What, mate? You haven't heard? You no. missed it. They just came out of nowhere. Yeah, we're doing a Dark Crystal series. With, Are with, you kidding in, me? In, in, Jim Henson Company doing what? Hang on, what? and there's a, there's a trailer. There's a trailer. This was the announcement. It's like, oh look, there are some puppets. We're making some puppets. Everyone. Are you? <gasps> What? I don't. I can't. You can't process this information. That's really special. Okay. (laughs) It's like Netflix is just like reaching into my brain and pulling out my dreams. It's just like there you go, new Jim Henson series. Well, they they just they just have the whole. I mean, it's quite it's quite genius what they do. The whole thing that they're very. They're they're a completely closed company, mm-hmm. and they don't release. You know, famously, they don't release viewing figures. So it's never certain whether anything is actually a success or not with them. Mm-hmm. So they completely like avoid that whole awkward dance that you know movie studios have to do, where it's like, well, what was the box office for that? They just don't have to play that game, so no. Um, 
it seems like everything they make is a relative, <laughs> relative like success, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh, wow, that's really exciting. Because, because the, I think to be honest, like the Dark Crystal was never really. It didn't quite have the um, what's the word? The mythological or like sort of punch that it needed. But it was one of those things where just the world itself was enough mm-hmm. to carry it. The same with obviously the same with like Labyrinth, which mm-hmm. came which came um, a couple of years after. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's that's exciting news. That's yeah, genuinely exciting news. Uh, there was also a report speaking of Netflix, um, but it it was it hasn't like been officially announced. But there was a, a deadline, Hollywood, I think it was. This is why I was sort of taking it with it's not been announced yet. I'm not going to necessarily report it on the site yet. Um, was that Netflix were um, closing in on the rights to Bubbles? Oh. Taika hmm. Waititi slash mm. Starburns is so yeah. that makes a lot of sense um, yeah and that would be good because um, yeah the, 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 the exciting thing with Netflix really is the distribution Yes, the fact that you don't have to you know um, open small in a couple of cities and try and gain traction it's 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 there for you right already that's um i and i and i think people like discovering things on netflix like oddities mm-hmm. yeah that, that seems suited to yeah to that that's really cool yes so move... lots, lots of cool trailers coming out yeah so moving on to television side of things uh, a project was revealed this week from the um, animation creator JG Quintel creator of Regular Show uh, which finished on Cartoon Network earlier this year and he is going to be making a new series this time though for TBS um, which is uh, that is that a uh, that a um, Make general broadcast networks, not cable or anything. I don't know. As as a British person, is that right? <laughs> um, I actually not. Uh, it, it it it's a little bit of everything. I think because it it depends on what obviously what time it's uh it you know stuff is airing. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see that uh, at least with the kind of the premise of this uh this new series that he's working on. Um, believe is the close enough is the title. Yes. Um, the like. I would. I look at the uh, the synopsis of what uh, it's supposed to be about. It's uh, of a married couple, basically dealing with um. What is this? Is they dealing with young adult life? Mm-hmm. It's, like just yeah. Go ahead. It's um one of the places I I when it was the report was it was saying it was it was sort of um dealing with uh sort of like thirty uh, something parents with young kids um. <laughs> dealing yeah with um such issues as parenthood relationships choosing the right daycare and also it did mention about ham theft and stripper clowns so it's not going to be not just like a, a bog standard sitcom it sounds like it's going to have jg quintel sort of um 
twist to it. Um, yeah, very, very kind of wacky, wacky spin on the whole idea, but obviously very much in the in a more of an adult-centered humor. But yeah, TBS are apparently really making a push for um, uh, adult animation because they've got American Dad already, um, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a show from uh, Louis C.K. and Albert Brooks called The Cops. And another show called Tarantula, which I don't really know much mm. about, and a a sci-fi comedy called Final Space, and mm. this is this is going to fit amongst amongst them, and it's supposed to air uh, thirteen episodes starting next year. Wow, interesting. I know I've never I've never been really been a fan of the regular show, but some of the what I saw was actually pretty funny. So it's um it's cool to see that you know after that's all been and done then he's already on to his next project it was it's interesting in that i i think um we didn't we don't know any more about it but supposedly um alex hirsch creator of uh, gravity falls was supposed to be doing something for fox mm-hmm. um so these are like sh- shows that were on like kids channels but had a big like general audience following Mm-hmm. And it looks like the creators are now going on to do things aimed at an adult audience, which is interesting to see. That's very promising, actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's we been, could yeah. we could soon be looking at new series from the creator of Regular Show and Gravity Falls, all being for for grown-ups. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And another exciting-sounding TV project we heard about recently is that there is apparently going to be an animated series based on Deadpool. Yeah! The, the Marvel character that ha- was recently had a major success in the cinema with an R-rated movie is going to get an um, adult animated show on FXX. And here's the interesting thing. It's being uh, co-created and showrun by Donald Glover and his brother... Stephen Glover. So the Glover brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun now, to say. Forgive me because I'm, maybe I'm just being completely for, uh, or seriously forgetful right now, but I'm not entirely sure if I'm familiar with either of those gentlemen um, and what they've done in regards to animation. So if you would be so kind as to remind me. Well, not, it's not animation, which is, um, Donald Glover is um, from Community. Oh! And Donald Glover also has um, a very successful show on on FXX Atlanta. Which, yes, which is where Stephen Glover is a co-writer. Yeah, okay, so, um, alright, alright, because, yeah, Atlanta, I have have not had the chance to see, but I am very familiar with Community. Mm -hmm. My friends and I are very big fans of that show and watch it a lot, so that's actually really super cool. Yep, it's Try Try's new show, um, <laughs> and yeah, and he is he's he's famous as a bit of a bit of a geek in his real life because he tried to get um tried to get cast as Spider Man a few years ago unsuccessfully, and we don't know if he would be playing Deadpool. It's possible uh, he's just going to be creating this, um, but yeah, this sounds well, like no, such a good cool. idea. Um... It sounds really awesome. Like, I, I, really, in terms of voicing Deadpool, they're they're 
plenty of people I know who could do it ju- who could do the role justice other side from uh uh the actor who played him in um in the actual live action movie but yeah there've been a bunch of people like I know uh Will Fordell was able to play him for a little uh for the one episode he showed up for the one Spider-Man uh series that they have on Disney um hilariously he even meant they made an inside joke uh where that because he was on Disney he wasn't allowed to say he for some reason for some reason was allowed to say the word kill like <laughs> hmm so he basically said every other word other than that so to get along the meeting which was quite hilarious considering Disney's all you know we don't we don't have characters say certain things in certain shows I it's funny though cuz when I watched um Deadpool I I finally watched it like quite a few months after it came out I caught up with it and mm-hmm. I did I did enjoy it a great deal but I also thought almost more than like a sequel to the movie I'd love to see an adult animated series of this I think it'd be perfect and then mm-hmm. I was thinking oh maybe, maybe Netflix might do one right with their um their uh, Marvel line of um their shows like Daredevil and stuff was like, they could do an adult animated one that'd be perfect uh, but no need because <laughs> they're doing it for FX yeah apparently so... they're already doing it mm-hmm. and yes and this supposedly is expected to air in 2018 as well so sweet gonna be some good stuff next year so what Dan else any, any thoughts on <laughs> Deadpool um, yeah, I I would like it to be maybe a little bit. I, I think, um, hmm, I don't know. I wasn't a massive fan of the uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much just because of what the movie had to be. Like, it had to be a sort of, you know, your typical origin story kind of. Um, it followed the quite familiar beats. Mm-hmm. And what I like, I uh, I'm actually a fan of Atlanta, the show that Donald Glover is stars in and creates, and he could do interesting things with a story over over a season. I think with with Deadpool rather than mm-hmm. being confined to certain um, yeah uh, certain uh, like parameters, I guess, and restrictions. But um, the, the the cool thing as well. Um, what will be interesting rather to see is how because I think it's being produced with um, the existing Marvel animation TV animation studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how his sensibilities fit with that studio because it seems to be quite a well-oiled machine at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it'll be interesting just sort of how much he tries to disrupt that. Basically. <laughs> And I, the other thing is, I wonder how it's going to fit in with Marvel things. If they're going to make it completely separate, or if they're going to have like crossovers, or, or I what? think Marvel. Because... Have, I, you know, as as much as I, I I tire of Marvel, they do a bloody good job at um. God, to use like a term I hate branding. Basically, mm-hmm. they they they're very good at making it quite clear. Whether you're watching Guardians of the Galaxy or a gritty Netflix show or a Captain America movie, they they're very good at like I don't know managing to to do everything, mm-hmm. and I don't think they'll have trouble finding space for this, especially after um, 
uh, yeah, as, especially after the movie Deadpool, basically, mm-hmm. I think it's not really off-putting to people that they do a number of, or even actually Logan, I guess, it's not off-putting mm-hmm. to people that they do a number of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them just for kids. So yeah. they're pretty much, they can do anything, can't they, at this point? Yes, and they have all the money in the world, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Deadpool movie. I mean, series. That's going to be fun. We hope. Um, Heck yes. So just don't will... sew his mouth shut. We already learned from that last time. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how much they're going to reference. Like, is they're going to reference there being the movie and the the good movie and the bad movies and. and like, if it's, it's Deadpool, very... if, if, think of it this way, Chris. If it's Deadpool, they're going to make. If there's going to, if there's a reference to be made, they're going to make it. <laughs> Cool. Deadpool, yeah, G- Jimmy Chang or whatever he says, I don't know. Um, the mark with the mouth. Indeed. The okay. Um, staying in the television area, um, a pos well, a future project that we might be uh, hearing about eventually uh, is a um, another comics property that's going to be adapted for the small screen. And that is a image comic series called Wayward. Um, that it was written by um, uh, uh, Jim Zub and Stephen Cummings, um, and it's set in Tokyo. And it it uh, features apparently superpowered teenagers fighting Japanese yokai, uh, which are like mythological creatures and stuff from Japanese. Umbrellas that come to life after a hundred years. Yeah, think all the stuff out of Spirited Away and Pompoko and stuff. Those freaky creatures that are really awesome. They're yokai. Um, or a much friendlier uh, version in an uh, anime series called uh, Natsume Yojin Show. Or Yokai Watch. Or Yokai Watch, the hamburger. Yeah. Or Yokai Watch. Yeah, I haven't never seen it, but I know it's got yokai in it. And, and watches, I think. It's got a hamburger um, yokai, I think. I a hamburger yokai, wow. So, yeah, maybe that <laughs> hamburger's really gone off. <laughs> so, this is an image comic, you said, Chris? That, yes. Um, and it's it's relatively recently published. I think it, like, the first one came out last year or, or the year before or so. Um, but the story around it is that manga entertainment in the UK have uh, picked up the rights for it um, and are going to be shopping it around Japanese companies um, to adapt it either as an anime series or a Japanese live action series. That's interesting. Um, they Either, possibly. <laughs> they're, not, they're not sure who they'll sign up with and whatever, but... They have idea. a plan. That's a solid they, plan. Yep. But, It'll make you know, it it's, thing. But the point is, they're going to Japan with it. They're not going, right, here's a Japanese set series. We're going to go take it to America and remake it with Scarlett Johansson. No, they are... <laughs> yeah, they're actually, they're actually going to Japan and be like, hey, guys, we have a property here. Who wants to make it into an anime? <laughs> well, I thought it, it's, it sounds like it's 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 got a mix of... Uh, of... of uh, is it Celtic or Celtic mythology? Oh yeah, I read 
yeah, and, did... and and Japanese mythology. So yes, it seems it seems less it seems less problematic in terms of you know uh, there there being a port of it in mm-hmm. in uh, in in the US, but it it being a it being an anime series could be could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I have to say, I'm only looking at a few pictures of the uh, the comic itself, um, and the artwork's very striking. Yeah, I'm inclined to say that a cartoon, an animated show, might be cheaper to produce, mm-hmm. considering there is a it'll probably look better. Monsters everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, unless they had a really big budget, it's going to look a lot better animated. I think. Um, oh heck yes. But um, manga have like collaborated on stuff in the past, like way back in the nineties. Way it was back obviously, in the past, yeah. It was it was different different staff then, completely different staff. But um, they they uh, co-produced the original Ghost in the Shell movie, and a bit more recently they co-produced Standalone Complex TV series as well. So, which made me think, hmm, they've got um, they've got a relate good relationship with Production IG. They'd make this look good. <laughs> definitely. So, definitely, definitely. So that would be very exciting if it was someone like that. But uh, co-productions are possibly the future of anime. Lots of people seem to think like um, co-productions. The... Are, yeah, are currently accounting for a big, uh, yeah, a big portion of shows being being produced. And it makes perfect sense because it's so much of it in you know, a international audience now and there's like that there's going to be that LaShawn Thomas series Crunchyroll co-producing um and Netflix are co-producing some anime with production IG there's going to be lots of interesting things coming so this this is right in in that wheelhouse so it seems exciting to me but obviously at the moment it's just a shopping it around so it's going to be quite a while before we know anymore but still exciting mm. okay and a, there's a couple of uh, movie news stories uh, before we end the news uh, one of which is regarding a film that we've been uh, keeping an eye on for a while in this corner of the world uh, which was came out in Japan last year and won the um, basically the equivalent of the Japanese Oscar for best animated film uh, over your name which was for everyone everyone thought would win mm-hmm. uh, but in this corner of the world which is a um, is set in World War Two era Japan following uh, the trials and tribulations of a young lady uh, in war-torn Japan um, from the director of My My Miracle um, and is basically one of the best reviewed films in Japan of last year, full stop um, even better the, even more so than Your Name I think it was more critically preferred I think um, even if it didn't make nearly as much money mm-hmm. it was the like it, it got named best film of the year by like a Japanese magazine, stuff like that very cool. I'm. I mean, I'm really excited that it's going to be. Uh, we're keeping an eye on it. And it's going to be getting a wider release, is it not? 
Yes, yes, that's the 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 yes. <laughs> that's, the, the, that's the bit of the story I'm actually supposed to be talking about. Um, the fact we now know when it is coming to the US. Um, it is coming in August. Um, and Strout Factory uh, acquired the US rights, and they're going to be releasing it uh, in collaboration with Funimation Films, uh, who obviously have more experience releasing anime in cinemas. Um, than Shout Factory do. Um, it's coming out in August, but before that it will be getting its US premiere in June at the LA Film Festival. Uh, and it will be coming out in the UK at the end of June via Manga slash Animatsu. Very cool. I'm really excited to the, the fact that it's coming out in August because that's, that's not too far along for my birthday, so I could go see it for my birthday! It might not be the most cheery film for your birthday, but... <laughs> no, no, I don't expect it to be, but it's it's something that I definitely would, you know, really enjoy the opportunity to see, so I'm definitely going to take advantage of the uh, the screening screenings that are going to be coming out during that month. Even if it's not on my birthday, I'll buy myself a movie ticket. Like, oh, it's my birthday present. Birthday present for <laughs> me. Yeah, um, it looked... The trailer is very pretty. Uh, um... Suno Katabuchi, uh, who directed it, uh, as I said, he directed My My Miracle, which I must watch soon. <laughs> I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got a Blu-ray copy. I, I um, because it was uh, kickstarted by Anime Limited, uh, the the Blu-ray release, and I I backed it, so I got a copy, but I just I haven't got around to watching it yet. <laughs> um, and I have it here, and I I will watch it before this film comes out, so I can. Um, <laughs> I I can be prepared. All not right. that it's not that it's related in any way, apart from the fact it's the same director. <laughs> well, it's it's a good idea. I mean, sometimes just you know see what other work a director has done, just so you can kind of see, okay, this is what they were coming at with this particular project, and this is what they were doing for this project. And sometimes sometimes you'll notice similar trends between films. And I I, I don't know. Sometimes I like uh, if it's a film I've seen a lot. Um, or from a director I've seen, you know, quite a few times before. I like being able to, like, pick apart, like, okay, that's something that they, you know, tells a certain director likes to do. That's, you know, like, okay, this is, you know, I'm starting to notice a trend in this, you know, series of films, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's coming out in August. Um, just can't remember if there's an exact date or just August. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I was much better preferred this week, but now I've been all thrown off now by our technical issues. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah uh, August 11th. August 11th, okay, cool. And this was reported on by um, uh, Anime News Network, who um, uh, basically got in touch with Funimation to ask them about uh, uh, what formats it'll be screening in, because that was one thing we weren't sure about. Um, they're going to be screening it mainly subtitled, but apparently there is going to be an English dub that is going to be uh, commissioned, or has been commissioned by Animatsu in the UK. So, okay, I don't know if it's being recorded in the UK or not, but <clears throat> hmm. that's interesting that they say they're pr- it's primarily going to be a su- you know a subtitled uh, screening. Well, they said if there's interest in a dub for for places, they can. Okay. Opt for it. Um, All right. Cool. I think this is probably one of those films that might be more sort of sub-friendly, but 
Mm-hmm. It's um, it's also um, being released in the UK. We've mm-hmm. previously talked about this on June twenty eighth. Yes. And then it's rolling out from I think two days later. Oh, it's also going to be screening in competition at the Annecy Film Festival in early June. And cool. I think it might even be the opening film. Ooh. Nice. Um. Oh yeah, and there's another anime news story that I think is definitely worth mentioning, and that is the fact that Mamoru Hosoda has been talking about his next project, a film that's got the working title of Mirai. Very cool. It's a, I believe it's I believe that is the word for uh, future, correct, or it's like something to do with the uh, passage of time. Is it? I okay. believe so. I, I don't, you you want to know remember. how I learned that word? You want to know how I learned that word? Um, it's this one of the silliest reasons you, poss- you possibly could learn something like that. But it was I know in the Japanese version of um, of Dragon Ball Z, they always refer to you know with the um, when Vegeta's son comes back from the, you know basically back from the future kind of that whole that whole arc. They always mm-hmm. refer to him as Mirai Trunks. Oh, okay. Trunks right. Which I guess from the premise kind of makes sense. But we know of uh, Mamoru Hosoda's new movie. Yes, basically the story is that um, he that they're gonna they he's been talking about the new film because um, uh, they are gonna be selling the concept at Cannes Film Festival. Um, so he was talking to talking to uh, Variety, I think it was. Um, about it, or was it? Was it another site? I can't remember. I think it was Variety. Yeah, been talking about what the concept of the new film is, and it is about a a, a little kid. Uh, he is four, I think. Yeah, I think he's four. Uh, four years old. Mm-hmm. Who is? And he uh, gets. Yeah. He he he's jealous because he's got a little sister just been born, and he doesn't want to be a big brother. He's like, ah, oh, no, not the only attention for me. You know, standard sibling uh, jealousy type story. But um, with a typical anime sort of twist, uh, he discovers that his garden has a portal to the past in it, um, or portal through time at least. Uh, and through that, he's able to meet um, his mother as a child um and his great grandfather i think it is as a um as a younger man and also his his little sister as the grown woman and uh basically the concept is that he gets to um become the the older brother he's supposed to be by his ex- going on like adventures or or these experiences through through time hmm. Which sounds super cute. <laughs> it really does. I mean, I'm I'm kind of getting like into a certain to a certain degree, at least with the um, the way relationship. I'm kind of getting um, Song of the Sea vibes, but obviously it's we're dealing with very different age kid, mm-hmm. and also very different concept of bonding with the sibling. So it's it's definitely a like the whole you know, idea of the time travel. You know, that's obviously been done with, um, you know, earlier uh, Mamoru Hosoda films, like, you know, Girl Left Through Time. But I think he, it was even stated in that article that um, there seems to be, like, uh, ongoing, like, the, the themes for the films change. Like, they focus on different mm-hmm. ideas. Like, there was, um, 
think the girl at the time was mainly with uh, talking about you know just youth, you know, doing, the, like the kids that are you know age of our protagonist and how they deal with things. And then their summer wars was definitely about family. And then um, you know just there, there seems to be a different like you know it changes with every film. So I think this this film is obviously going to be more focused on you know brother and sister relationships and kind of like finding a way to like you know honor that but also turn it on its head a little bit in terms of the premise which is really cool mm -hmm. I'm massively excited <laughs> I I mean as far as I'm concerned his masterpiece is Wolf Children heck yes and that is mostly because it's all about family it's it's all all about family I mean Summer Wars is kind of about a family but Wolf Children is about family it's about what happens when uh, I'm gonna I'm, I can feel myself going already just talking about it <laughs> but it's about what happens when um, a mother completely devotes herself to her her, her duty I guess as as a mother and and what that means um, what it, what it means to uh, to bring up children Absolutely cubs and <laughs> to let them grow and become who they want to be and who they need to be and it yeah so if it, he's dealing with that kind of he's dealing with siblings again and I'm yeah I, I'm already stuck to lose it <laughs> just hearing well I imagine I imagine this this whole the uh, you know the the siblings in Wolf Children were it's very different. Sex. We're going to be very different from what we're going to see in this movie. At least a well, different kind of dynamic. They but. are, but he's he's very much um, he's a director who you could probably accuse of telling the same story again and again. And he, it, but... and he has well, what I mean by that is he knows what he likes and he pretty much sticks with it. Mm -hmm. And. Um, I think um, you're going to start to see, yeah, like recurring themes. Kind of a bit much. I mean, like I always try and avoid the uh, comparisons to Miyazaki with Hosoda, but kind of like Miyazaki, how you always see, um, or you tend to see, like uh, a uh, an older lady uh, mm -hmm. character who's basically Miyazaki's like mother. More, mm -hmm. Most of the time, okay. and you see, and you see some of the characters like throughout his films, and I'm part of me is actually like looking forward to that. I mean, it sounds like quite a different setup, you know, with the with the the little boy being four years old and 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 all of that. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's exciting because he's as, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most interesting animation directors about at the moment yeah definitely i mean i mean the part that really intrigues me the most about this premise is the fact that is the ages of the um the different people that he you know he knows or doesn't know in a way and getting to see them at a different you know at a particular point in their lives like for example his mother of all things is probably going to be roughly around the same age as he is um which is really interesting and then of course great-grandfather and then his sister as an adult woman like how is that going to dynamic how's that dynamic going to work that's probably what like obviously they're brother and sister but at the same time like they're i want to know what the interactions are going to be like between them 
It's like, it's really hard to put, like, an exact pin on how that's going to end up in the end. That's probably where the mystery of the movie is going to, it lies for me, and that's why I really am looking forward to watching it. Yeah, it sounds pretty incredible. It sounds, um, uh, I'm, I'm probably connecting a dot, which probably doesn't deserve to be connected, but, um, He's I I got and I also got these vibes from Wolf Children as well. There's another Japanese director I really really like, a live action director called mm-hmm. um, uh, Hirokazu Koreeda, and he kind of he's been actually in in this in the same way Sosoda has been uh, uh, given the moniker the new Miyazaki. Um, Koreeda has been given the moniker of like. Uh, the 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 new uh, Ozu, hmm. and uh, but anyway, um, uh, creator makes like family dramas, and if you if you're in any way curious, like check his films out. They're some of the best like family drama movies I think of the last like twenty years. What's um, the director's name again? I'm sorry. It's Hirokazu Koreeda. He's he's recently. Um, made a film called uh I think his most recent one was called After the Storm mm. in English. And any anyway, he but he very much um makes movies based on little observations. Um and it sounds like Hasoda's doing the same and I'm really interested in that kind of filmmaking because it's a very personal endeavour then. It's about Yeah, it it, it becomes personal and yeah, I'm I'm ex- he he wouldn't he would the, there wouldn't have to be uh, a synopsis of the film to be honest for me to be excited in a new Hosoda movie. No, yeah, no, it's just like no, no it's just new Mamoru Hosoda movies coming out, guys. So you you're gonna watch them? Like, wouldn't we just say unanimously yes? <laughs> my my favorite of his is Girl Who Left Through Time. So like, yeah, more time travel. <laughs> oh, of course. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm the I'm the uh, odd one out with my my choice. Um, <laughs> uh, Hosoda is directing the film at Studio Chizu, Chizu um, uh, which he is the the studio he established in 2011 to produce Wolf Children, and he also produced Boy and the Beast. There, uh, this is going to be the second movie I think uh, that he's going to be writing alone rather than with his. Um, uh, a partner that he wrote most of his other films with mm-hmm. um, Boy and the Beast was the first time he didn't work with them uh, and this is expected to be completed uh, around May next year So right. he's been pretty consistent with doing a movie every every three years yes awesome I still haven't seen Boy and the Beast because they didn't release it properly <laughs> yeah they didn't and that's that's a shame because it's a good movie it's um it's not it doesn't quite have like as i'm saying like the emotional punches of um something like wolf children but it's mm-hmm. not trying to and it's a really it's a, it's a it's a really good movie yeah i need to see it i think cuz i remember when watching the trailers and some of the other footage from the film itself and it, it definitely seemed like a film that was up my alley so I'll have to I, yeah i think track if it down. It, if it's if it's like anything, it's probably most like uh, Baron. What's his name? The One Piece Munchausen. movie he did. Yeah, oh, no, 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 not Baron Munchausen. Munchausen. <laughs> no, Wait, no. The, the, the six One Piece movie. Yeah. 
it, it's got that kind of adventure movie vibe to it where it's just like let's have some fights and let's have some fun and there's a big spectacular ending and uh, it, but it does also have like really great character work in it as well Good, 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 good. Okay, that's that that's set the that's set a pretty good bar for me. Okay. That all right, um okay, I need to track this movie down. <laughs> but never mind me. And there's just one other story we wanted to mention, uh of a another animated movie that will be coming to cinemas in North America, but this time it's not an anime movie but a European animated feature. Uh by the name or well going to be released under the name of Bird Boy. Um, it was originally released under the title Psychonautas. Uh, it's a Spanish feature. Uh, mm. It was uh, Psychonautas, the city of lost children. Not city. That's uh, <coughs> something. This is, I think it was the, the Forgotten Children. Yes. I, I always want to call it the city of lost children, but that's so totally different. What is, um, what is that? City of Lost Children. It was movie by... Uh, was it by... What's his face? The guy who did... Um, French geezer. <laughs> uh, the Rings of Bell, yeah. The guy, guy who did... Um, like... Um, uh, Delicatessen and stuff. Right, and, okay, okay. Um, Alien... Resurrection. What's it called? I can't remember. Uh, Goddard. Is it Goddard? Goddard. No, Goddard. No. Um, that. You know who I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you know that bloke. The bloke. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sitting next to Dan and Chris as we watch old films on the sofa, and I say, "Oh, who's that?" Yeah. Oh, it's that bloke. Isn't it's it? that bloke. Yeah. <laughs> Is that oh, one guy? Thing. You know, that you know what? I was I was in the cinema recently, and an old couple actually did that. They sat and they watched the film, and they bloody like were behaving like it was their living room. And there was uh, there was there was a point at this movie where someone double crossed someone else, and they were sort of like stalking them through a through through. Someone was chasing someone else with a gun. And this old man, just in the middle of this really tense scene, went, "Oh, she's got him now!" <laughs> just announced it to the. Oh to the wow! Uh, thanks man. for that. Commentary, old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. It is uh, "Bird Boy: The Forgotten Children" is the full American title. Uh, it originally uh, screened under the title of either Psychonauts or Psychonauts um, uh, and it is based on a graphic novel and slash short film uh, by somebody called Alberto Vasquez uh, who is um, uh, he is a obviously an animator but also a graphic novelist and uh, um, he is working on something new called Unicorn Wars, I think, that we saw mm. little clips of at, from the Cartoon Movie Forum event where we saw all those exciting animated features from Europe. Um, 
but this has shown at various film festivals and stuff um i think it was at annecy last year and it screened at the bfi london film festival last year and it screened at fantasia film festival and where it won the satoshi Kon award so mm. there you go and it was nominated for best animated feature at the european film awards and it won the best animated feature at the goyas which is spain's equivalent of the oscars um very and it's got, that's a lot of awards yeah it's got a very unusual sort of art style uh it's apparently got a very strange mood um it's got a bit of a bizarre setup um featuring like anthropomorphic anthropomorphic animals yes those (laughs) um but is a long way from zootopia and that kind of or um secret life of pets or anything like your uh typical hollywood talking animal movie this is um very different uh if you check out the trailer it's um, very dark for one. This ain't, this ain't your little brother's talking animal movie. No, it's definitely no. not. No, 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 no. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going through the footage right now, and it's just like, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at some of the key parts. Like, yeah, it's, it looks very, very, very freaking dark. Like, there's, you see, a, <laughs> a scene of the main character literally, literally being picked to death, you know, pecked to death by a bunch of birds. I'm like, uh, it's kind of scary. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Uh, Yes, and it's set in a dystopian island. Um, and this is going to be released uh, in the US and Canada by G-Kids Films. Our friends over at G-Kids Films who release basically everything. 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 <laughs> every animated film under the sun. If it's not getting like a big, you know, a regular big time release from like, say, Disney or something, normally it's coming from G-Kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... It is going to be uh, released in, as you say, in America, the fall of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is, as most of G-Kids' uh, foreign language acquisitions, it's going to screen in both its original language version and with a newly recorded English dub. Because mm. um, G-Kids normally commission those and they normally do an alright, a decent job. Yeah. Like with the... Um, uh, the my life is a cozy excellent yeah. one. Very good. Really good. And yes. And incidentally, yes, they did record two different ones. One which says Courgette and one says Zucchini. Your one... You surprised me. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've I have seen the trailer for My Life is a Courgette with an English English dub featuring Nick, Nick Offerman, Offerman saying Courgette. And... Are you kidding? Aww. And the little kid saying Courgette. Yeah. It, Brilliant. It exists. They've done it, which is great. Wow. That is great. So I now know I have to get the UK version. <laughs> 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 so they say Courgette, not Zucchini. So there you go. <laughs> Wicked. Wicked. So yeah, Bird Boy coming to cinemas in fall 2017 in America. There you go. If you're looking for more of like a somber kind of just kind of really out there type of movie, that's what it from the tone of the trailer. That's what I'm getting from. Mm-hmm. So if you're in if you're in the mood for that kind of movie, then this might be worth checking out because it's it's got very you know like I said very strange imagery, distinct very distinctive style, dark you know just but very good animation. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think we've covered lots of news. Yeah, that was, think... that was quite a bit. We had a lot to catch up on. Yep. Um, so we will go into the water cooler. One thing I watched recently was an anime series uh, with an interesting title uh, that is called Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Christ Bark. I'm gl- uh, I'm I'm surprised the word sister isn't in there. <laughs> it's it's normally there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, surprisingly, from that title, yes, it is based on a light novel series. Um, What's a light novel? Can you re-explain what a light novel series is? They're just books that are very long. I think. <laughs> very very short kind. Very short books. They won't much. weigh down your bag. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, you know, they're just like really light reading. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With and I think often they've got like anime style illustrations, which is how it, a lot of them end up being turned into that, anime. Right. I see. Um, because the thing is, they not a lot of them have ever been translated. Really, I don't think so it's kind of you just go, oh, it's a light novel, whatever. You know, one of those things. Not oh, you know I think I might have read one. I might have read the Death Note one. Oh, for L, change, light... for L Change the World? Does that count as a light novel? I would say it does. Yeah. Ah. Oh, okay. Well, you went up on me. I've never read any of them. So. <laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, basically, despite the title, uh, it is more or less just a, a fantasy anime uh, there is a Dungeons and Dragons style world. Uh, the slight twist on it is that um, that gods and goddesses have come down from the heavens and live among normal people now, and uh, they um, they sort of have um, they call them familiar they familiars, as mm. in like families in Italian, not as in familiars, as in you know as in witches, cats, yeah, yeah. They call them the other familiars. Um, familia, familia, yeah. Um, and they have families attached to a god or goddess. Um, and the main character in this is called Bell, and he is familiar to a goddess called Hestia. Um, only he's the only member, so it's just him and her. Mm. And uh, uh, she's quite famous in anime because she's got. A bizarre costume. Uh, she's famous. It's called the boob string. Uh, it's a, uh, you, might, you might have seen it. It's like a tight thing with a blue string under the boob. That's <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. It, uh, lots of people. It launched a bit of a cosplay phase, I think. Um, and that she's, sounds surprising. Oh, she's um, unsurprisingly, yeah. She like she really likes this guy. Um, and that's the sort of this. That's the sort of rom commy element type thing, and the other thing is that basically all the girls he meets uh, are interested in him, even though he's not that interesting. Um, but it's more or less, you know, just a Dungeons and Dragons fantasy type thing with just a little bit of sort of it's two thirds Dungeons and Dragons and sort of one third sort of harem rom com type mm-hmm. thing uh, so it's it doesn't really get in the way too much of the 
people fighting monsters and stuff um and the other tw- sort of twist in the world is that ideas like um experience points and leveling up and stuff actually exist in the world they you know characters actually talk about it go oh i've leveled up oh and and they have like and they go and fight bosses and things like that so it's like oh this is an actual dungeons and dragons world um but it's it's yes just like a entertaining piece of um fantasy fluff really um pretty well done and uh nicely designed and everything and the characters are mostly likable that Hestia character there isn't really much to her character to be honest beyond the <laughs> boob string and the fact that she fancies this guy um <laughs> but it's it's got um fun fights with um minotaurs and occasionally killer rabbits and stuff like that so yeah killer rabbits those are the best yep and there's also there's a bit where there's a monster and the monster basically looks like a titan from attack on titan and and yeah it's it's enjoyable and i'd you know i'd watch more of it because it's fun uh (laughs) if you like fantasy type stuff uh then and you don't get too put off by (laughs) other anime conventions that there might be Mm -hmm. Um, and this isn't like really a great uh, yeah it's not really you know too over the top with that kind of thing like some series can be um, oh yeah uh, I did as I did just mention Attack on Titan I have I have finally been catching up with the start of season 2 of that um, I was going to wait till it finished because I didn't want to watch it week to week um, but then I realised that like two or three episodes had come out um because they're doing a simul dub thing on um, Funimation Now's website, so I thought, oh, I've got like three episodes I can watch them all together, because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that's how I like to watch Attack on Titan. I can't, you can't watch it week to week. It's it's sort of a, I have to watch it in chunks. Yeah, because um, it's it because it, it always leaves off at least with the the first season for me. It like it leaves off with cliffhangers and almost like every other point. So you're just like, I need to know what happens next. Mm. I can't wait. Yeah, and people were sort because it's been a long time coming. And it's like this. Please don't mess this up. <laughs> and I have to say, for the first few episodes I've seen, it's it's you know it's it's as good as it needed to be. I'm pleased to say. Um, mm. It it just um, there's no hanging around. It just gets on with it really. Oh wow! No, no nonsense. You'd sort of think maybe it'll come back and it'll sort of oh let's just hang around and get reacquainted with characters and stuff. Like no, let's get hardcore on with it <laughs> the big storylines and stuff and it still looks really good um which is another bonus thing uh the one thing i'd say is the the opening titles and the theme music aren't as good as the first one but other than that <laughs> I'm, I'm really digging it so far so cool um, and i'm gonna save up our next few episodes when they build up and watch them because i can't i can't just watch one of yeah, so you're saying it keeps a very consistent tone from the uh, the first season. Yes, that would be a brilliant way of putting it if I was that, <laughs> if I'd be that eloquent. That, that, that's okay, I just have to make sure I'm, I'm understanding, is like because I've, I've heard a lot of varying opinions about this new season without actually having seen it yet, so I wanted to get an idea, like, is it... Is it is it keeping with the the same kind of tone and characterization and everything that we saw in the first season? Because if it is, then yeah, I'm I'm good to keep watching it. Because I've heard some people 
you know, talking, saying it 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 doesn't it doesn't uh, hold up to what the first season started, and I'm not entirely sure how it couldn't. But then again, this is coming from this is coming from someone else who might just have you know a different opinion. But I mm-hmm. definitely want to give it a try. And it it definitely straight away it makes you go oh oh interesting there you go. what's going on there oh it like puts in like uh, an interesting development very early on like, oh i didn't see that coming um, so, <laughs> so i would say if you if you like the first series then you will like this unless mm-hmm. you're like that person who told you it wasn't as good i don't know <laughs> i don't know i like i don't know what they were talking about but i'll just have to i'll just have to see it for myself the thing because... is though there's, there's only going to be like is it 11 or 12 episodes this which is crazy really yeah only only a certain number like they're they're keeping it very restricted to with um restricted number of episodes considering yeah. how popular it's it is demand high though doesn't it yeah but it's, no, they've, totally. they've kept like just waiting for like four years or whatever it is since the last one and it's like yeah yeah i remember going to a uh yeah, to like a panel, uh, a, a convention, where the directors and producers were there, and they were like, "Yeah, we're working on something," and like they kind of were pushed into saying, <laughs> into saying that they'd have it ready in like two years, and that was probably at least three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty thirteen. Very high. Um, Production value, so right? Do you think yeah, it's just, yes, do you think it's justified them taking that long? As, as I said, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, good. So yeah, I it doesn't look like obviously they haven't rushed it. It's it is very yeah. clear they haven't rushed it, and you know, which is a good thing because it's a very very popular show. And if they cocked it up, then that would have been a bit of an issue. And uh, mm-hmm. people were saying. Um, People were actually like asking, "Is are people going to care after like how it's been so long?" But I think, I think people are back on board straight away. So that's mm-hmm. a good question. That's a good question. I think to pose of pretty much anything nowadays, <laughs> <laughs> like any re- any rebooted or continuing thing, which is taking its time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, I I will I will take a break from my water cooler there <laughs> all right well it's kind of it actually what i wanted to talk about was a little bit tied to the same thing because i've also had a chance to get back into watching some japanese animation uh via funimation's website um while i have not been able to check out the simulcast of attack on titan which i do intend on getting to i have been watching their simulcast of the second season of my hero academia which i have done a review of uh the first season already so if you haven't seen that please uh, check that out on the website um, the second season just started a little while ago. I only just recently got caught up with it to its most current episode. And, um, kind of on the same lines of Attack on Titan, it's very consistent in terms of production value and, uh, also, you know, carrying on the story of the, uh, the manga it's based on very well. Um, and it's just something that I really wanted to remark on and just, just on the series itself and, uh, the, how it's been adapted into animation from the manga is that one of the things that's probably one of the strongest points of this series is the uh, character designs, because there are lots of characters in this show. Like, I think there's even a, uh, the creator, the, uh, or the mangaka, uh, Kohei Hiro, I'm sure, forgive me, I'm gonna butcher this name, um, it's Kohei, let me see, Kohei Hori, Horikoshi, uh, 
he's I think he's gone on record on saying that he just keeps coming up with new character designs and has all these side characters and he wants to develop these side characters but the fact of the matter is you gotta stick to your main cast and keep developing them you know the most so he's just like he keeps you keep seeing all these different characters with all these really cool designs and superpowers which is probably one of the best things about this series along with the fact that it actually has gotten into a shonen tournament arc that actually doesn't feel drawn out that's something that I don't you don't see every day if you normally stick with that particular genre of anime so I have to say I'm really impressed by that and I'm really looking for, I'm enjoying the character interactions and I'm looking forward to see how this uh, kind of like reverse X-Men world where everyone else got superpowers so if you don't have superpowers you're kind of the odd person out kind of society and the whole you know I, I also no it's fantastic and um, I get a lot of uh, you'll, you'll like this Chris I get a lot of Tiger and Bunny vibes in Ooh. terms of the whole idea of um, superhero you know being a superhero is being made a profession like they mm-hmm. really explore that and um one of the things that they mentioned like this whole tournament uh arc that they're doing at the moment is uh basically kind of a, they call it a sports festival where um the students of the hero course uh training uh class are basically going you know going against other classes of other superpowered kids to you know perform in front of actual superheroes you know who are in the middle of their careers like oh this is someone who can they're they're trying to get scouted pretty much like athletes, like you know, mm-hmm. athletes in school. So this is I, I, that entire premise alone is just really freaking fun, and it's made the this particular arc very exciting, or at least a lot of fun to watch. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, definitely check out the first season because it's very well done. But um, yeah, it's it's good. I'm I'm looking forward to see how many episodes they go for this particular season because I have to admit, in the interim, I uh, kind of looked up the manga and found it in my local bookstore and basically got almost every other book <laughs> since the first season left off and maybe a few arcs ahead of this. So I kind of know already know what's going to happen, but it's really cool to see it adapted into animation. Cool. But yeah. Sorry. I've gone on a bit of a rant again. No, that was cool. That was, that, no, that was very concise and to the point, and uh, I, I, I'm kind of intrigued to check that out. This one... I think it's on Crunchyroll. It will be I'm because I'm not sure. It no, will, they could... Yeah, it is because because uh, of the funima- Crunchyroll Funimation deal. Mm-hmm. It's on both. Yeah, it is. And, um, dubbed on one, subtitled on the other. Both languages are also solid. I will say that too. Um, dub is great, and um, also watching it in sub is just, is per- is great. So, great cast all around. Cool. To say that the Funimation do it do a very good job of their um, turning around very quick dubs for their um, simul dub program and doing a decent job on it because you'd think you might think that that would not be very easy to do like something that's aired that quickly and then get it turned around but they do a good job so mm-hmm. which obviously they have done for um, Attack on Titan as well so indeed I think it's also airing in Tsunami in the US, is it? Attack on Titan? Ah, uh, yes it is. It is. Yes. So I think that's where it premiered the dub, I think. I yeah, think there's it's... um yeah, the Attack on Titan dub was premiered there and that's also where they're playing they're currently playing uh Dragon Ball Super dub and also um they're act they're actually releasing the, the dub for uh the last season of Dragon Ball Z Kai as well. Uh they're gonna be screening Loop in the third part four, which I'm very jealous about. So, 
I'll get to see it. But... You will. You will. <laughs> yeah. So what's what? What have you been up to, Dan? What have you been watching this week? I I've been watching Twin Peaks, so I don't really know if I can if I can desperately You've been relate watching that, Twin Peaks. Relate that to animation. I have. I've been. I've never seen it. You should. It's great. I've been absolutely lost in this strange. You get into like a weird trance, you know, <laughs> watching it, where it's like. Oh, that's really scary. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, this is funny. Oh, that's really weird. Like, it's just like a constant, like, ping-ponging between those, uh, those pinball bumpers, uh, as you, as you watch a series. And then, like, I sort of, kind of stupidly last night, got home really late and decided to watch the movie. Oh, I have not seen that yet. I've never been more scared. Because <laughs> I, I had nightmares as well. It was crazy. Anyway, so I can't really relate that to um, animation. I, I did watch... Um, uh, the, reason, the reason I was actually uh, late coming home last night was because I was at a mate's house and we were watching um, Old Dexter's Lab. Yeah! <laughs> um, turns out that uh, well, we, we were both like talking about old cartoons and... We're like, oh yeah, like we could just watch some, and uh, we did, and we watched some old Dexter's Lab, and it really holds up. It's it's really um, it's really cool to see, you know, like essentially one of the first things that Gendy Tartakovsky did mm-hmm. um, in the in the same year as you know he's he's working on you know a really ambitious uh, serialized series like Samurai Jack season five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no. So I just watched a, a few episodes of Dexter's Lab last night and um, geeked out over those. And it's <laughs> it's still, like I said, it really it's still holds up. It's still really funny. And it's just interesting to watch sort of how, I guess, um, animation production has changed a lot since oh, yeah. since that first series. And I think 1996 it was. Um, where you can see, I mean, half the charm is almost its crudeness. The fact that, you know, the backgrounds are painted and you can see very clearly all the brush strokes and, mm-hmm. you know, there's a sort of charm in the wobbliness of the cells. And, uh, yeah, so I, that's actually, honestly, um, unfortunately as well, the only um, animation I've really been watching lately. That's cool, though. Uh, it's, it's what, like, what specific episodes of uh, Dexter did you watch? Because I know there, there's a bunch, but... Yeah, I I think we just sort of watched it from the beginning, really. So the first episode, which I think is DD Dimensional, where DD... Um, where Dexter... Where, De- where Dexter's in... Um, in the middle of, like, uh, just about to be devoured by a monster that he's conjured up somehow. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he 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 hands Dee Dee a note and says, "Come find me in the past and give me this." Oh, save my life! And it's kind of a clever. It's quite a clever, you know, little time travel story, really. <laughs> um, and then, of course, there was an episode of uh, Dial M for Monkey, mm-hmm. which I'd completely forgotten about, actually. Um, <laughs> And uh, that was that was a nice little like palate cleanser, I guess. And uh, yeah, it was it was just a blast, like seeing. And also because um, the the friend I was watching it with is like um, a colleague of mine, and he's a real animation nerd. Mm-hmm. 
um, as as yeah, a mind. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but we but we were like sat there like you know looking at credits and seeing all these like familiar names that are now doing like similar things. I think um I think Paul Rudish uh, directed the um, Dial M for Monkey episode, and we were like, oh yeah, he's doing like the Mickey Mouse shorts at the moment as well, and uh, oh, it's cool. just quite cool to see like the evolution of you know some animation heroes really of ours. Yeah. Um, how where like where they were at this time and where they are now kind of thing. Yeah, and and also because I mean, uh, when you're quite familiar with certain artists, you you see, uh, you you come to like recognize their styles and I guess their voices. You call them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's quite cool to see the evolution of that as well in in their work. Uh, so yeah, it was. Um, that's all I've really been doing. I gotta. I, I'll have some time soon to catch up on all these like anime series that I keep missing out on. My Hero Academia and uh, yeah, lots of. They're, lots they're of not going anywhere, Dan. Don't worry, dropped. they're not going anywhere. They're not. But my Crunchyroll subscription keeps totting up. <laughs> whether I watch, <laughs> whether I watch this anime or not. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Well, so, if you do, if you do watch uh, My Hero Academia, please get back to me because I, I, I am eager to talk more about it because it is very fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, not a whole bunch. Um, I did, I did actually find myself watching um, Mamoru Hosoda's uh, Digimon short. Did uh, you again this week? Yeah, because oh, I was, man. I was curious to watch that and. Man, that really holds up too. And in in and in a similar way to the Dexter's Lab um uh artists like Paul Rudish and Gendy Tartakovsky. Mm-hmm. Um it's interesting to see little just little quirks here and there that he's continued um to evolve or or sort of reuse uh in um in his later work. Mm-hmm. You sort of see his voice beginning to to develop, really, even back then on those on that short. Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so uh, that unfortunately is my my little poultry little uh, <laughs> contribution to to it's the. It's not poultry at all. Well. It's Dexter's Lab, and it's the Mamoru hosted a uh, Digimon short. I don't call that poultry at all. Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting old, and I know what I like, and I just will keep watching the same thing over and over again. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's always, it's always, you know, you you try new things, and then it's just like, you know what? I don't feel like trying anything. I, mean, I, mean, I just want to watch yeah. this again. I'll get to the New Horizons in a bit. In your in your own good time, man. In your yeah. own good time. Yeah. Yeah. I I've been watching some adult animation as well. I watched, oh, and uh, what pray tell adult animation would that be? Well, I watched I watched a few episodes of a series. That I didn't think I I knew, called Jeff and some aliens. I just thought, oh, this is an adult animated thing on oh, Comedy Central apparently, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. And I started watching it. And I was thinking, I've never watched this program before, but I'm thinking, but I know this somehow. I I know I, and then I realised that it was a spin-off of a few weeks, like a few months or something ago. I what I did a what's called a segment where I talked about 
I'd watched a couple of episodes of a series, adult animated series from Comedy Central, I think, called Trip Tank. Hmm, that I yeah. said was terrible. Uh, yeah. Where it was um, lots of different, uh, like, sketches um, with different animation styles, but they would re- it was really try-hard to be offensive, not very good stuff. Um, yeah. But there was, like, a recurring segment on it, uh, they even had its own theme song called Jeff and Some Aliens and um, I'd only seen one episode I think with it in and it, was, it wasn't that great but I was like oh wait no this is a spin off of that but it's a, it's a whole episode um, but it, it wasn't as bad as Trip Tank actually um, it was, um, the idea is there's an alien race and they think right shall we invade Earth and kill all the humans or shall we not? So we'll send some aliens to live with a random selected human and would basically we'll observe his behaviour and we'll decide if everyone should live or die. Um, <laughs> which is kind of the exact same idea behind this old, uh, I think it was about 2000, uh, short-lived show. Like on, I don't know, it was on one of the main American networks called God, the Devil and Bob. Yeah. Huh. Uh, don't recall that. Uh, because it, it got cancelled very quickly because okay. religious people got very offended. Ah, uh, uh, okay. But they showed it all on the BBC, so I saw it. Uh, and it, God was voiced by James Garner. Uh, the devil was voiced by um, uh, uh, Alan Cummings, and the um, okay. that's pretty good. Bob was voiced by French Stewart. Uh, who was Harry from Third Rock from the Sun? Um, yeah, that was that's a much better show than uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, Aliens, which is uh, again, you know, it's like oh, here's some shocky humour type thing. But it, it's it was alright. It wasn't anything amazing. It wasn't like I didn't hate it as much as Trip Tank. Uh, but I I watched a couple of episodes. I don't think I watch anymore. Um, yeah. Um, it had the first episode had um, Jeff accidentally killing an alien uh, through a portal, and then then he was told that to make up for it he'd have to randomly kill a human. He'd have to select a human to kill as a sacrifice. Mm. Edgy. Yeah, and uh, he was trying to work out who to kill. And at one point, oh, it's like this old person because she's going to die anyway. Like, oh, this person because he's wants to kill himself whatever and it, yeah oh it's really edgy and, uh, oh man yes yeah, not that great <laughs> obviously and uh, yeah I'm, that's that's all I'm going to talk about for this week's What's Cooler alright uh, I just have one last thing to add but I'll keep it very brief since uh, I know we're going to be doing a episode focused on this topic at a much later date um, when we make sure everyone and has had a chance to see it um, I managed to see the end, the series finale of Samurai Jack, long last. It finally happened. Um, it was... The series or season finale, is it? Did you call well, it, it, was, it was the end of the season, but I think it was also okay. intended to be the end of the story, because it's... It's quite it's, final. Okay. It's very final. Okay, no spoilers, if you can... I'm, I'm avoiding it, I'm avoiding it. No, but, I no. think they were quite... You know, they were saying it's coming back for however many episodes to finish the story. I think you know that was always 
the deal. So I don't yeah, think that's spoiling that, anything. Right. This was okay. the season to end the story mm. of Samurai Jack. And boy howdy did they end it. <laughs> so it was it definitely kept like the basically this entire season has just been incredible from for one reason or another and it definitely is just like it never it never seemed to lose traction and we'll get into specifics when we do have that episode but um this definitely felt like I, I wasn't sure if it was the case of maybe because they only had a certain number of episodes to try and tell this story that maybe they could have tried and I wouldn't say draw it out but just add like a little bit more um tried to do less in one episode but at the same time it felt like I don't know it still felt pretty good as is to be honest, like, there was really, like, it did all the right things or the things that I wanted it to do as a finale, and then it had its ups and its downs and its, you know, twists and turns, and it was, it, it, and I, I really, like, I think I've heard a lot of people get, like, mixed on, like, the exact way it ended, and I won't, again, I won't spoil it, but at the same time, like, I can understand why people might have problems with it. I'm actually very satisfied with the way that, it, emotionally, where it was at the ending. So, again, Cryptic. I will, I will, I will leave, I will leave that as is. I will leave that hanging so that'll maybe inspire people who may have not had a chance to see it to go watch it. But we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to very spoilery discussions when we've all had a chance to see it and talk about it. Because it's definitely a series worth talking about if we're talking about a actual adult animation. Ooh, yeah. Shade thrown. <laughs> Okie dokie. I think so. We all we all done with the water cooler then. I think so. So that wraps us up for today. Uh, I think we've covered an awful lot today. Caught up with a lot of stuff. There's been a lot to talk about this week, uh, and we will be back soon with another episode. Uh, keep an eye on all our feeds and everything to see what we might be talking about because. We don't know yet. Um, but we have some plans. We have some plans. Oh, yes. yes. Boy, do we have plans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You're rods in the fire. You can find all our previous episodes on animationfadults.com as well as, I believe I'm now supposed to say Apple's podcast, Apple Podcasts rather than iTunes. They changed it ah. to Apple Podcasts. Um, where you will find all our episodes uh, from the start again. For a little while, you could only get the last 50 episodes or so, but now you can get right back to the start if you want to go back and listen to us from the very beginning. Where, where we started. it all began. Where it all began, when we didn't know what we were doing, as opposed <laughs> to now, when obviously we are a slick professional operation, um, <laughs> as you no doubt noticed. Um, uh, you could also find them on Stitcher, on podcast.com, uh, and you can follow everything we do on twitter afo blog uh on facebook at animation for adults you can find us on pinterest google plus instagram where you will recently see some interesting photos from uh, an event at zag studios that our social media manager denny re went to um about miss reckless ladybug and some of their other future projects um it looks so cool you can catch up the uh, report on the website as well on animationfadults.com uh, and where should I get to? We're talking about Twitter. We had Twitter and now we're moving on to Instagram. Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, Google Plus, 
Um, Pinterest, we've done that. <laughs> There's yeah, too I'm... many social medias, guys. There's way we're too many. We're everywhere, except we're Bebo, always watching. MySpace, and all the ones that don't exist anymore. <laughs> you'll, you'll work it out, guys. You'll work it out. You'll find it. Uh, yeah, you, I believe in you. Down, uh, you can follow me personally at Mr. Crystal on Twitter and on Facebook. Where can we find you, Dan? You can follow me personally. I like the sound of that. Uh, <laughs> on uh, yeah, uh, don't do that. Uh, and uh, it, on Twitter at Hamu. <laughs> uh, Rachel. Uh, if you're interested to check up and on seeing what I'm doing, I'm normally on Twitter at Fail2Ninja. Awesome. And we will be back very soon for some more animated discussion. And until then, take care of yourself and we'll see you soon. So good night, everybody. Sayonara, bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> And I forgot you had to hit the sound clip before I said I anything. Hitting, I'm I sorry. was hitting it and it wasn't working. That's why I was. Oh, oh no! It took, took a while to come in for some reason. Okay. <laughs>